You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Greetings and welcome inside The Dan Patrick Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes. Hope you had a wonderful 4th of July weekend. If I know you, Doug, it was an all-day barbecue on Saturday that ended about three minutes before we started the show today. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we uh, we had... I, I, 5th of July was actually wilder than 4th of July, but uh, yeah, it was, good. it was a good weekend. I mean, just... I was thinking yesterday, I was talking to my brother, and he's uh, he and his and my nephew are staying in our house, and um, it's been three and a half months since we had like real legit live sports. Think about it, three and a half months, mm-hmm. and I, I'm not trying to delegitimize NASCAR and golf and stuff, which is really fun, and uh, Bryson DeChambeau, and um, uh, you know, but like three and a half months, I just it it's crazy, but yeah, it was good. How about yours? Was your, your fourth good? Yeah, yeah, fourth was good. We had uh, uh, we had a, a barbecue with with uh, friends. It was just us and another family that we hadn't seen in a while, and you know everybody you know everybody went through the whole. Hey, has everybody been okay? Everybody been good? And you know the families are. It's like we're exchanging information, like it's a negotiation. So you guys have been good. What have you guys been doing? Oh, you guys have been by yourselves most of the time. Okay, great. We'll check that box. All right, we got here. We got this. We got this. And uh, it was a lot of fun. You know, it was. I mean, Fifth of July was kind of spent recovering from the Fourth of July. But uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a baller like you, where I can go Fourth of July and then go, let's go big on the fifth. Well, I mean, we didn't, know, do, I, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't do it like Fourth of July. <laughs> like we we live in a not not we live five minutes from the beach or so, but not we're not on the beach or. Um, but when the beach is closed, like Fourth of July is, you, you go to the beach or you do a pool, right? Or you know, some sort of cookout. We don't have a pool. And so actually we have some friends who were at another friend's house and they're like, Hey, come use the pool. So we actually went and used somebody else's pool. And then I, I grilled. And then, you know, it was, I thought tell you the interesting part was, you know, so many fireworks displays, at least in Southern California were canceled. And yet it seemed like there were more fireworks than there ever are. In spite of the fact they're not only canceled, but in our city, they're actually illegal and yet there were more fireworks than ever. It was it was oh, it was quite interesting. It was it was a constant rat a tat from right around the time it got dark until like three in the morning. Like there wasn't a time where you couldn't hear it was it was insane. I'm sitting there going, I, I, I don't know how we have all this. And then you see the videos that that come out that come out uh, on Sunday night, because obviously Los Angeles was the big center of of the illegal fireworks displays. And we wound up having the worst air in the world yesterday because of it, because of the aftermath of, of all the illegal fireworks, like our AQI weather was like at 200 and like all the other cities that have like all bad pollution, like Shanghai was like at 140, you know, all these other cities across the across the globe. It's like, boy, they have bad air and they really have a lot of smog. No, we were at like two. 200 yesterday so it was like oh, maybe today's a good day to kind of stay inside and just kind of let the uh let the fireworks atmosphere burn itself off for a little bit but it was i mean i i couldn't get over it i mean i felt like this year more than anything because of the uh you know with obviously the lack of, of of being able to go out and do things with whether it's going to the beach or legal fourth of july fireworks displays where people would go you know you'd go to see something i think that contributed to all of it, it was just like screw it we're just going to put on as many fireworks as possible and I, I don't know how you kept track of it i don't know how the police kept track of it but it was just you know one one of those th- nights where it was okay wow this is like the most uh, over the top Fourth of July fireworks wise that I could ever remember in my life it was crazy yep yep it, it 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 was in fact nuts 
Uh, and we continue into this week, and I hope you're having a good Monday so far. Uh, we got big stuff in the NBA to talk about as, as we have teams closing their practice facilities because of COVID as they get ready to report to the Orlando bubble the first weekend in Major League Baseball where we had players work out, and thankfully Masahiro Tanaka is okay after getting that line drive off the head uh, at, at uh, summer training, I guess we have to say, on Saturday. But when, Doug, when you and I got off the air on, on Friday, our, our, our shows, the Washington Redskins name controversy was just really starting to, to get to the next level. And now we're at the point where early uh, this morning, the three minority owners of the Washington Redskins want to sell their shares in the team because they are, quote, not happy being a partner with owner Daniel Snyder. This coming from the Washington Post as they are citing sources familiar with the deliberations uh, right now. Now, Daniel Snyder is talking with head coach Ron Rivera about a potential name change. You've seen some of the big names that have been thrown out there this weekend. Red Tails is a very popular one. So are Americans. And it seems like this is, you know, once Friday hit and FedEx said, hey, we're not going to sponsor the team. We'd like you to change the, the, the name they, of the team. They, they didn't actually say that. Though, well, they, 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 they wanted them to change the, to change the name. Right. right. What, well, what, well yeah. there's, a, there's a really important distinction here. Uh, look, I, I do believe they're going to change the name. I also believe that this is, as has been reported, it's more than a month in the works, like people hopping on it. Um, and, and, you know, one of the things is Dan Snyder, I don't believe he's in the country. The only one in the country is Ron Rivera. And so, you know, he, he's left a kind of an empowering position, but also a really interesting position for him. Uh, but it's, a, it's an important distinction that Fe- FedEx didn't demand. They didn't say we're pulling the money. They asked. And there's yeah. there's a very, which is, Look, look, we do this thing to where one plus one must equal two. But if you actually look at it, I don't believe I, I believe that there, there's a couple of different possible reasons why. Uh, first of all, like the story coming out, if if the if you think that the minority owners of the Washington Redskins, whom you've never heard of, by the way, um, want to change the name and that's why they're selling. That doesn't make any sense because the name is likely to be changed. And so if they really wanted to win out of this thing, they were like, look, we're going to sell our shares unless, unless you change the name. That's not what happened. So if they're selling right now. It means one of two things. One, they're just unhappy with doing business with Dan Snyder, which is altogether a possibility. Or two, they don't want the name changed and they think it's ridiculous. And because he has acquiesced to the powers that be and to FedEx's request and I believe Nike's request that then they're going to sell uh, sell their shares. The sentence that FedEx put out uh, was thus, quote, we have communicated to the team in Washington our request that they change the team name. That's all we've really heard from FedEx. It right. was it was an ask, but it's it's more of a hey hey uh, you know we 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 write, we write a big check and we would we would like you to change the name. Now this latest part of the the controversy, if if what you're saying the second part, obviously one doing business with Daniel Snyder, I completely get that because that's you know listen you you've seen the way Daniel Snyder is, has done things the past few years. He has had critics, and this is stuff if it's behind the scenes that we don't know about. You know how how the sausage gets made. That's something different. But if you're gonna if you're gonna say we want to sell the team because we don't like the fact you're changing the name, then what does what does that say about you? I mean, you're still the owner of the whatever the Washington Football Team is going to become. 
You know, you're still the owner of this team. What, it's what, not like they're suddenly you, going out of business. They're not like, yeah, okay, well, we, we, we want out because you're going to change the name. I don't get why that would be the reason why. They, and if that's the reason why they'd want to do it, I really, I, I really can't understand why that's – we're drawing the line at this now. Oh, okay. Well, it's still going to be the same business. It's still the same. Team. No, it's, it's a massive. It's everything. a massive change. Now, the the upside would be you would sell immediately. You would probably sell a substantial amount of merchandise because it's a new team name. But historically, you change your name, you run the risk of of losing uh, l- losing significant footing because you you change it. Just changes. You know, you you there's a disconnect with history, and the history of the Washington Redskins as a football team is quite good, right? Mm-hmm. For, first of all, like, and I'm interested in your opinion because like, I do actually think it's a discussion. I, I don't when when the Washington Redskins were uh, w- when it was created, the the name Redskin wasn't in any way thought to be or uh, deemed to be or intended to be. Not only controversial, but a negative or a, a slur, even right, which is what it's mm-hmm. it's it's made out to be. Would would you agree with that as as it has been sold to us? I wasn't there, but everything we have read, that's accurate, right? It wasn't like yeah, they, it's been. It was their, their honor. What their, their desire was to honor Native Americans. We're going to name our team and other teams in in the country in college football and high school. Their nicknames have been the Redskins for a long time as well. Yeah, sure. And so what. What's happened is we've we've taken this. Hey, this must be a slur because it's red skin, and we have determined that it's a slur. Now, th- there's various polls of Native Americans, and some show a change in their view of 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 the word redskin. Um, but like, we don't we don't take anything else as a literal term, right? Like, we just we don't we don't. The the Pittsburgh Pirates aren't a literal celebration of pirate culture. <laughs> They're just not. This is true. The Minnesota Vikings, Vikings raped and pillaged. We don't take that as a, we, we take it as honoring the uh, the heritage of the Vikings and being great warriors. Like, we, they sing hail to the Redskins. The, the, the Redskin, the, the Native American on the side of the helmets looks like a proud warrior. Um, I, I don't like, I, 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 I think it's, I actually think it, it's one of these, and I know Mike Wise from the Washington Post has been on this, uh, on this, this has like been his, his lifelong fight that somehow this solves the issues of what we've done to native Americans. And this is a, a slur and a blight. I think it's a mistake. I think we're wiping away, potentially wiping away any sort of, Native American references from sports when the references in sports are that of a proud heritage and culture that fought for their land valiantly. They were just overwhelmed by numbers and by weaponry, right? Like, I just, I don't know. I, I don't, I, I kind of, again, I'm not Native American. I can't tell people how to think, but I just, I, 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 I'm, I don't understand it. I, I really don't. Well, this is this is. I'm, see, I'm on the opposite side of you. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb here on Fox. Is I, I get it. I get that in the beginning. Hey, we wanted to come up with a nickname to honor Native Americans. Okay, great. And and we've seen that throughout throughout sports. But as we've seen, in, especially in the past, you know, few weeks and months, is that just because something was always accepted 
doesn't mean it was always a great idea. You know, the Confederate flag was accepted in NASCAR up until NASCAR finally said, okay, we understand that there's many people in the South that look at this flag as a symbol of, of, of their freedom and, and, and the early parts of our country, and I get that, but for many people it's also a, a symbol of slavery. So we need to do away with that. And just because it was accepted for the longest time, it doesn't mean that it was always a great idea. And in the ensuing years, we have seen uh, historians and, and Native American groups uh, come out with, hey, listen, just so you know, there is a history of the, of the, the term Redskins being uh, racially uh, divisive, and and you would you would cite you would you would cite different reports as well. This report is about just being able to frame us with the color of our skin. As we've seen, that is a bad idea, and that is not something that you should do. Also, that the term had to do with. Uh, what people thought about them, uh, Native Americans, in a derogatory term as far as being offered uh, a, a penance for their or, or money for their scalps, you know, back in the early parts of the United States. As, as some historians have say, this was in newspapers here in the United States years ago. So in, in, the, in the ensuing years, there has been more reason. Hey, you know, just so you know, this is part of what it is as well. And you can talk to many Native Americans who, and Daniel Snyder has put up many polls throughout the time as, as Redskins owner saying, Washington Redskins owner saying, Hey, look, many people like it. Yeah, I, I get there are some people that don't like it, but many people like this. And so we're going to keep going to keep this as the nickname, even though as, as time has gone on, you have seen more evidence that, well, maybe it's not quite the the answer and, and the honoring of the heritage that you think it is. But I think more than anything else, it's Daniel Snyder, his long his longstanding just refusal to even talk about it. It's been no, this is the name and we're not changing it. And this is it, and this is why we're doing it, and we're moving on and, and, and it's done. And he has been able to close the door on it for so long and not be even open to debate on it. And I think that's really what's pushed what's made this continue to push, going, Hey, you gotta listen to us, you gotta listen to us and, and, and think about this. And now suddenly here's, you know, FedEx saying we'd like you to change the name and other uh Companies have done it as well. Nike stopped selling but here's, uh, merchandise here's, here's, for a little bit. Here's, here's, the, th- here's the thing, though, Jason. This is what we're this is what we're doing. Okay, we're you're tearing down a Christopher Columbus statue. Okay, are, are we gonna are we gonna change the name from Washington D.C. because George Washington owned slaves? You know, even though he was part of the Declaration of Independence, which even though he owned slaves, clearly wanted to do away with slavery. Like, are we we're doing this thing where we're taking the bad. And making it, that's who somebody is, where you, you, have, you have to take, it's like everybody has a ratio in this world, right? A good to bad ratio. And the overall ratio of good to bad with Redskins is actually really, really good. I mean, I, I honestly believe if the Redskins were better, there'd be a lot more pride in the Redskin name in Native American culture. And if Dan Snyder wasn't viewed as such a jerk, then it, it would be, he would be viewed differently. But because he has... For, for a myriad of reasons, right? He famously charged people uh, to, to watch training camp, um, which, which obviously, you know, that hadn't been done by p- previous ownership. Like, there's plenty of things, and we, as the media, have villainized him, so this has become the Redskin nickname about him, even though he inherited it when he bought the team, and the, the name and the logo is iconic with, with the National Football League. Like, I, I just, we, we do this thing to where we take... The, the, that if there's any bit of bad, well, then it overwhelms the good. Look, I, I understand that if you read it, there are, you can take it as a negative term, okay? but the, the idea that it's a slur, like, not really. It's not used in anyone's common language. No one uses that. 
even Native Americans on their uh, on their land, they don't use it. And we definitely don't use it. It's not people make it out to be a slur like there are other racial and or anti-Semitic slurs. It's not because it's not actually used. Nobody nobody calls somebody a redskin like that's just not in common culture. And we all do know that it wouldn't have ever become a nickname in the NFL, even during the less sensitive times of, you know, the 19, what is it, 50, 40s or 50, 30s, if it wasn't for the idea that, hey, we want to honor a culture and we can't just pick one Native American group because that would tick off other Native American groups. So we just all lump them together. And at the time they said, let's just use the term Redskin. That's basically what happened. And we all kind of accept that's what happened. And that's the intent of it. And we're like, we're doing this thing where I, I understand the tomahawk chop could be deemed like, well, what are we doing here? Is this insensitive? But I think we all know it's just, it's like a war chant and it fires up a crowd and it, it doesn't mock Native Americans. None of this mocks, like the whole thing is you want to take away from mocking a culture. It doesn't really, it doesn't mock a culture. I don't think anyone argues that. We're arguing whether or not the term is offensive. And I guess you can take offense, you can definitely take offense to it, but there's lots of things you can take offense to. And so we're going to create this world where every team is the Wildcats and the Lightning <laughs> and and things that, you know, that, that, that can't push back, which I guess is okay. But I actually look at Native American culture as a pretty amazing thing, as, the, the, you know, a, a really interest, interesting group of people that we don't know enough about even today. And the more we take it, the more we take away these nicknames and these iconic figures, the less we remember about what their culture was about. That So anyway, um, I'll just add this one other piece. We, we of course, it, it becomes about Dan Snyder and part of the article that says the four minority owners or whatever want out is because they've done business with, with, with Dan Snyder. My ex-brother-in-law, that's my sister's ex-husband, his family was a minority owner with the Oakland Raiders. And I can only tell you, and they were, my ex-brother-in-law's uh, grandpa was Al Davis's original partner with the Raiders. Um, and he, was, he played for the Red Sox, and he, they partnered together with the team back in the AFL days into the NFL. I can tell you without beyond a reasonable doubt that the life of a minority partner in the National Football League is one where you're never happy because you really don't have any say, you don't make any money, and, you know, within reason, because there are some majority owners that treat partners like partners, but most of them, they own the team, you throw in the money, and the only way you, you benefit basically in saying, hey, I get to own part of the team, and if we win a, a Super Bowl, I get a ring, but you still have to pay for everything like a box. You don't get to travel with the team. You're, you're not on TV. There, there's really very, you end up finding out like very little benefit until the day you sell when you make a, a good amount of money. On the other hand, you no longer own, a, can say you own a part of the National Football League. So I, like the minority owners being upset in the National Football League is very, very, very normal. Uh, being happy with not having a say in an investment you have is actually abnormal. Yeah, and this would be the second set of partners that Snyder has had that he has now cycled through uh, since he since he bought the team, and you know, so now that's something that's going to be put under the spotlight. Okay, why is this? And and one of the partners, Fred Smith, is a guy supposedly that he gets along with great, and he really likes him. And and hey, all right, we get along. And that now this is now the next phase of okay, now I'm I'm dealing with the the change of the name, and now 
the minority uh, owners want to sell, and and it's you know Daniel Snyder's out of the country, and it's oh wow, this is just all coming together really really fast. It is kind of a freight train that got out of control over the course of the span of of forty eight seventy two hours. Uh, Doug and I will have more on this. Uh, continuing on here, uh, Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb, in for Dan and the Danettes today. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Doug at Gottlieb Show. We got Adam Kaplan coming up in a couple minutes. Fox Sports One NFL Insider. We'll get his thoughts on this and. Colin Kaepernick put out a statement a day ago on the 4th of July. We'll find out if he's any closer to signing with an NFL team. Keep it right here. The Dan Patrick Show. This is Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes. And we got more on the Washington Redskins name controversy. We got Colin Kaepernick. But, Doug, first, real quick, you ready to feel old? Sure. You ready to feel old? Yeah. Huey Lewis turned 70 yesterday. Huey Lewis is 70 years old. I I think Zion Williamson being 20 years old gives me the today, by the way. Happy birthday to Zion Williamson. Can't wait to see you play here end of the month. Uh, in uh, in Orlando in the bubble, which I know you're a convert to, the your bubble convert. But uh, I'm a bubble convert. We'll yeah, get to that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Huey Lewis is seventy. I, I I I honestly, I actually believe Huey Lewis is seventy. That doesn't that doesn't surprise me. It is hip to be square, though. I mean, it, 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 if he's, he's still wearing the sunglasses and the black t-shirt and the jeans, you know, Huey Lewis is still rolling. Yeah. Seventy years old. Uh, the latest on the Washington Redskins nickname controversy hit us early this morning as two minority owners in the Washington Redskins football team who own up to 40% of the team now are interested in selling their stakes in the franchise. Joining us now on the hotline, Fox Sports 1 NFL insider. You've been hearing him here with us for a long time, and second time I've got to talk to him during the day in the past week or so. It's Adam Kaplan. Check him out on Sirius XM NFL as well. Good morning, Adam. What's happening? Guys, good to talk to you. Yeah, the uh, the Redskins uh, situation, what's going to happen with the name and with the owner, the minority ownership. Certainly interesting. Uh, that it's taking another turn, but um, when you look at it around the league, first, the big thing is going to be the name and, and getting that changed as soon as possible. And you see all these sponsors are, who, who are starting to pull out. Uh, that That is why this thing's going to be expedited. Uh, how long has this been in the works? They've been in talks for a couple of weeks, the league has, um, Doug, to, to, to kind of look at it that way. But what, once, once you look at sponsorship, when Nike goes on record and saying that they're not going to sell the merchandise, you're, you're, going to have to, you're going to have to take note. Because if you go back several years ago, it was actually seven years ago, when Daniel Snyder and the controversy came up with the team name, Daniel Snyder was defined. He, he said he would never change it, and he said to the to the USA Today, uh, you could put that in caps and put it in print. So he's been defiant, but n- there were no threats really uh, that came out in terms of of the name change. And now you have it seven years later, and things obviously have changed. And and you could you could bet on this one. This is going to happen because when NFL owners lose money from sponsorship, and when when FedEx threatens to pull out Fred Smith, who's the, the chairman of, of FedEx. And by the way, uh, Fred Smith's a guy that um, there, there's some people around the league thought that he would wind up um, buying the Titans. That, that turned out not to happen. But here's the guy that's been with the Redskins for a long time and been a partner with a minority partner with Daniel Schneider. When he threatens to pull out, you got to take note of that. Uh, okay, so is there a way in which they can actually – because the intent – and 
and Adam, you, you may disagree, but I do believe the intent of the name is a good one, right? The intent of the name is, or at least when it was created, was to, to honor Native American culture, and that's what they, what they try to do. Um, is there a way in which they can still do that and change the nickname? That's, that's the hard part. Yeah, okay, so here's the thing that, this is my understanding of, of late last week. If they can, they'd like to keep the color scheme, the burgundy and gold, that, that, that they'd like to do. Uh, that would be the only compromise they could come up with. The name's going to have to change. There's, there's no other way around it. Um, they'll lose a tremendous amount of money. And when you lose money, owners start worrying. So that'll get changed. But the, the key here is they'd like to keep the color scheme. Uh, and then they obviously have to come up with a new name. What's the name going to be? And how could they make it work with the color scheme? Um, it, it, it's, it's obviously challenging at this late date. You know, you like to do it. If you're going to do it, you, you like to do it earlier in the off season. Um, especially when we've got training camps opening uh, in, in just a couple weeks here. So uh, those are the challenges now with the Washington team name. Cap, how much of this, I don't want to say could have been avoided, but could things have gone easier had Daniel Snyder just a, a little bit seemed like he was listening to concerns instead of being as defiant as he's been? Because I, that's really what has kept this going for a long time. Because we've had this, this is not a new story, this is a few years nope. old, but the fact that he's been so, no, this is it, and there's no conversation about it, I can see where that's just going to piss people off. You're right, and it, it, I'm glad you brought that up, because his reputation, when I worked on the story many years ago, it was so. It got to the point they wanted to. Not only did they not want to change the name, they were looking for anyone who would back them to, to keep it. And he, they were, they were going out of their way. Uh, their, their, their media staff, uh, their communication staff, to find anyone would back them to keep the name. And yeah, there, there's been a disagreement, obviously, of, of whether it's offensive or not, or not, as Doug brought up. But the fact of the matter is, this is nothing new. And the reason why that, that, you know, Snyder has not spoken publicly, but they put a statement out um, where they're, they're going to review it. Well, they're going to do more than review it. You, you could bet on that. The only, that's really the only thing we know that, that I feel strongly about is that it's going to change. And then obviously you've got the, you, you've got the minority uh, ownership issue, uh, which has been well detailed by um, Washington Post and Pro Football Talk. So uh, it's bad, and uh, this is not what you want when we've got what we're dealing with as a country. Uh, okay, let's get let's get to actual football. Uh, yep. Cam Newton is in in New England. He is working out. I mean, he looks like Cam Newton. And if you ever seen Cam Newton in person, Greek gods think Cam Newton uh, is is impressive <laughs> uh, to to look at. But I mean, like, look the the NFL people I've talked to, and um, obviously Adam Kaplan, Fox Sports Radio, Sirius XM NFL Insider, joining us here on the Dan Patrick Show. Um, I was told, like, look, the big issue is his shoulder. Um, a little bit his ankle and his foot that, that he had an issue with last year. But but so many in the media, and especially fans, think of Cam Newton as 2015 Cam Newton and the two shoulder surgeries and how he was throwing the ball post-surgery last year was the biggest reason that he was still on the street. Do, do we have any idea about the shoulder? No, the... the, the Doug, the reason why Cam took so long to sign, first of all, you're coming off two injury plague years. And as a matter of fact, the torn rotator cuff was a two-year injury. Then you throw in the Liz Franck injury, which is a very bad broken foot, 9 to 12 month rehab. You add all that up, and he's having trouble finding a starting job. Uh, if he was willing to take a backup job, he would have signed three or four months ago. Uh, now, what I'm told internally is the Patriots are selling this as competition, but the reality is he's going to wind up playing, whether it's week one or four. Now, I could also tell you, 
that Josh McDaniel's offense is very difficult to learn. You're asking him to learn it in a matter of three weeks, uh, just from the playbook, and then obviously applying it to training camp. That's not going to be easy in a shortened preseason. We, we don't know exactly. It's either going to be zero or two preseason games we're going to have. Um, the shoulder was a two-year issue, not a one-year issue. Uh, and you, you wonder, I know he's only 31, that's not old quarterback years, but you wonder, you wonder if he's going to be the same player. His weight is really down. If you remember, Doug, his weight, he was over 260 uh, some years ago, and he, then, he, then he lost a whole lot of weight and he got himself in better physical shape. He's got a lot to prove here. There's no question about it. But a healthy cam is what they're looking for. I, I, would, I would agree with one thing, though, you said with his shoulder. I don't know that he's quite the same thrower. And remember, accuracy, he's never been a highly accurate quarterback. It's just a matter of, of, of physical arm strength. I don't know if he's quite the same, but he's close. Adam Kaplan with us, Fox Sports 1, NFL Insider. Check him out on Sirius XM NFL Radio as well. All right, Cap, from, from Cam Newton to another quarterback who is still you know, looking for what his next destination would be. You know, Newton's found his team with the Patriots. Colin Kaepernick this weekend made some news uh, denouncing 4th of July celebrations. But, you know, a couple of weeks ago it was, hey, Cap's coming back into the league and it, 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 the door is open for him, team should sign him. Is he really going to wind up on a team at some point? Let's put it this way. There's some interest in him. Uh, No one, I'm told, as of this morning, has set up um, obviously a visit or a workout when players are allowed to visit, which will be once camp's open on the 28th. Yeah, quite frankly, I'm not not completely sold that this is going to happen. There there needs to be one team that's going to be out in front and say, you know what, Uh, we know he's a backup quarterback. Uh, we, We need someone who's experienced. But there's not been one team that's been willing to say that this whole time. There's just teams are look, the Chargers put him on their, their emergency list. We know that. Um, I do know this. Uh, he's working on five days a week. Uh, he, he has not given up on his willingness to play and wanting to play. And he's a backup quarterback. I think that's the thing that has been missed here. He's not a starting quarterback at this point. He comes in, if he ever gets signed, and he competes for the number two job. Um, that's where he is. He's not old. And he's in great physical shape, I'm also told. So he's available, he's ready, but um, not one team, Jason, to answer your question, has said, absolutely, we're doing this. I do know there's some interest, and teams are gathering information on him. Do you think his tweet from yesterday where he, uh, he, he, he posted uh, part of a video of James Earl Jones reading a famous uh, Frederick Douglass piece from the 1850s, uh, but, but saying, you know, that... that uh, the 4th of July is a white supremacist holiday, a uh, celebration of white supremacy. Do you, do you think that affects in any way the ability or desire for an NFL team to sign him? Yeah, I, I, I have no idea, to be honest with you, on that one. I, I, I haven't talked to any teams about that yet. Um, I've just kind of been gauging their willingness to bring him in and take a look and, and interview him and sit him down. That's really See, that's the thing, Doug. I, it, the issue, uh, going back some years, was does he really want to play football? Well, that... That one was solved. It was obvious he wants to play. The question was, what kind of, what kind of role would he be willing to take? Because he's clearly a backup quarterback sure. at this point. If he's willing to do that, then more teams are going to be more willing. But until you sit him down and you get comfortable with him, it's just not going to happen. There's, to this point, again, there's not been one team that said, okay, you know what, let's, let's bring him in, let's talk to him, let's sit him down, just have him for a visit and see where he's at. And it has not happened yet. Antonio Brown. Uh, likelihood that he signs with the team before camp. He will play again, Doug. He's going to play again. Now, y- y- here's the issue. 
you have the potential, a high potential of him being suspended. Yep. Uh, the issue now is teams cannot do their investigations because of COVID. You, you, you know, you're not going to, you just, things are slowing down in that area. So they've got to get up to that point. And I strongly, I strongly uh, see him signing with the team eventually down the line. Uh, it could be for the playoffs or who, who knows, but it's going to be a team that could, is going to win as a chance to go pretty far because you, and you also need a strong locker room and a strong head coach who knows how to handle him. Um, John Gruden is obviously a strong personality. It didn't work out there. But the belief around the league is that uh, he, he's going to play again because you're talking about even if he never plays again, Doug, he will be a Hall of Famer. That, that, that's not in question if you look at the numbers. He's also only 31 years old. And he's got a lot of football left. He's healthy. Uh, just a matter of um, he's, got to get, he's got to get cleared off the field. And then he's another player you've got to bring into your building to see if you really want him. He's on Twitter, at KaplanNFL. That is at KaplanNFL. AC, as always, appreciate your time, my friend. We'll talk soon. Have fun. Guys, thank you. All right. Great stuff there from Adam Kaplan, as always. Uh, a little more dubious on Kaepernick getting back in is Antonio Brown. And, you know, the, the thing about uh, Cap, Doug, is that this tweet yesterday, okay, you know, Colin Kaepernick is, is talking about what, wanting to stand up uh, for what he's talking about in American history. And, and I get that part of it. I don't think a tweet like this is something that teams are going to be upset about. I think what teams are nervous about, and I think this is a big moment where, where teams decided, okay, we're out on Kaepernick, is that remember back when the, when the Ravens were going to sign him and there, there was that dance going on that maybe they were going to and Ray Lewis had talked about signing Colin Kaepernick and, 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 and there had been a whole big Steve Bishotti, this may be the one. And when things didn't seem like they were progressing, what happened? His girlfriend uh, put up a, a photo of Ray Lewis with his arm around Steve Bishotti next to Leonardo DiCaprio and Sam Jackson from Django Unchained where right. Leo was a, was a slave owner. And, you know, the minute that went up, I think team said, okay, I, I don't, we don't want to deal with this on an idle Tuesday for some reason. You know, so whatever. So I don't, I don't know about this because we're not going to sign a guy and, and suddenly for whatever reason something doesn't go right. He's not on the field. He's not playing something that we have to deal with this and then it, it becomes a bigger story than we want to go through. So I think actually that was the moment where team said, okay, you know what? I, I don't know that this is something that we want to deal with because we don't know if he's going to be a starter at that at that point. If he was coming in and was going to be a guy that was, hey, you're our franchise quarterback, well, that's a different story. But this is a guy coming in that was going to be a backup, yeah. that we didn't know when he was going to see the field. I think that was the moment where teams decided, okay, I don't know about Kaepernick. Well, um, I would... I would I agree and I disagree. I do think those were that was one of the seminal moments that we uh, that that many curiously omit. Right? I don't think it was about the league. I think it was about Baltimore specifically. Right? Look, the way it works in football is not any different than than the way it works in in our job. Right? Uh, Scott Shapiro is our is one of our bosses here. We both worked with him uh, when he was at ESPN, and that familiarity has allowed us to move over here to Fox Sports Radio you long before I did but that was a that was a that's a big draw to me right is somebody I know somebody I trust somebody I work with right i mean that's a mm-hmm. it's a fair so in the NFL it's not any different you come systems become like your family your football family they have in basketball families as well right uh, guys that have been in the Spurs organization hire guys that have been in the Spurs organization that's why Jock Vaughn may be the guy uh to work for Sean Marks in San Antonio they were teammates with the San Antonio Spurs Greg Roman's the offensive coordinator with the, with the Baltimore Ravens and the success you're seeing from Lamar Jackson in a newer version of that system is one that he could have had success in 
But what happens is when your girlfriend puts out that meme and the owner of the Raven sees it, he's like, nah, nah, no, nah, we're not, we're not signing that guy. And so I don't know if it did it for the rest of the league. I do know for the Ravens, a team where he had a legitimate tie, the, the brother of his head coach, the same offensive coordinator in, in San Francisco, I think it made Baltimore dead to him, right? Uh, he did remember go to Seattle on a visit and they came out saying, well, he's a starting quarterback, meaning, you know, and this is what I heard. You know, he wanted a starting quarterback money. He wanted to be a starting quarterback because he'd been a starting quarterback. He hadn't, he wasn't yet ready to make the adjustment in terms of mentality and salary of being a backup. So I, I think those two specific places uh, were missed opportunities by Kaepernick. And I think now it takes somebody like a Andy Reed who has, uh, who's who's done that he, he had this the image rehab with Mike Vick. It's different, obviously, I know from Kaepernick. And he has a starter who no one in the world thinks should sit for Colin Kaepernick. And then Cap could get up to speed and understand the system and could learn to be a backup and maybe eventually be potentially be a starter or play somewhere else where there's a bunch of Andy Reid guys. I think that's the way back to the league. But we can talk about this tweet later. I think it becomes increasingly difficult to sign a guy who 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 puts out things like this, which I, I, I just feel like are incredibly divisive in, in nature. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Doug at Gottlieb Show, Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes today. As Doug said, we'll have more on that coming up. Speaking of uh, Twitter, something coming up at the in about 15 minutes from now that's starting to make a lot of news. But straight ahead, a big week for the NBA as teams get set to report to the bubble. Doug doesn't like the bubble. I'm a bubble convert. We get into that coming up next right here, Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show. Jason Smith and Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes today. And uh, I got to tell you, Doug. I, I have become what I never thought I'd be, and that is a bubble convert when it comes to the NBA resuming their season as you know, we wake up Monday morning and find out the Bucks and the Kings are the latest two teams to shut down their facilities due to COVID-19 concerns. Teams are getting set to report to the bubble in Orlando in the coming days. And in the beginning, I thought the bubble was an idea that sounded great in theory, but in practical application, I thought, well, there's no way they could do it. But now I think it may be the only way forward. Because at least here in in Orlando, you're going to have the NBA in charge of everything and keeping players out from any situation where they could contract COVID-19. So I feel like having the bubble and having the NBA being in charge of saying, all right, this is what we're going to do and we're going to keep out as many outside influences and possibilities of COVID-19 as possible, uh, that's that's the best way forward that we could try to stop players from contracting this and continue on to have a season. Yeah, I mean, look, that, that's kind of been my point all along, even though I'm anti, I'm anti bubble for a completely different reason. But, but I, I think the, the, the professional athlete, the basketball player, especially who says, Hey, you know, I'm not, not sure about the safety. Like, look, we're in phase, you know, two, three, and some phase four across the country. So the world is not shut down. You're actually going to a safer environment as opposed to being at home. So I, I don't, I don't believe that COVID concerns, in all honesty, are are legitimate. When when you say I I don't want to play because of COVID concerns, I don't believe those are actually legitimate concerns because you have the same issues with COVID when you're at home. Only you don't have the same sort of 
uh, of medical resources that you're going to have in the bubble, nor do you have the protections of being the bubble. My issue with the bubble is I just don't think it'll be great basketball or nearly the level of basketball that the NBA should be played at if you're going to decide a champion. Three months in essentially in quarantine playing basketball, like you're going to end up hating each other and you don't have a crowd and, you know, you'd, it, it just, it, it, I don't believe it'll bring out the absolute best. Now, it'll be different. There won't be home games, but there also won't be road games. So maybe we have kind of the old neutral site in its purest form. But yeah, three months in a hotel, I don't think brings out the best in any professional athlete. Well, two things I think are going to come off that. One is that you're going to see, a, you're not going to see the seven game dramatic playoff series that we're used to where hey, team A wins two games at home, then we go back, well, then the team defends home court. You're going to see four and five game series because you're not, you're not going to have that, that bit of, hey, well, the, this team's bench is going to play better because they're coming home. And the other thing is you're going to have but a lot of teams. That, that, that doesn't work both ways? Well, it does, but you're gonna have. The, but the strongest team is gonna exert its will over four or five games over a set or a sense of seven games. Whereas maybe they, you know, a team would take game five, but boy, you had, you know, some so and so come off the bench and score twenty three, which was something that normally wouldn't happen. I, I just think you're going The better teams are gonna steamroll through the lesser teams, as as far as it goes when when that comes. That's how I think. That's why I think the playoffs are gonna be a little bit shorter and but, the but, series are gonna be shorter than that. Well, I, there's just so much unknown. Like we don't. Yeah. That's that's operating under the premise that team that that inferior teams only play well because they're playing at home, um, which I, I don't know that to be the case. I, I would also say that you don't know. I, I I don't think there's a ton of difference between a bunch of these teams outside of the top couple of teams. Um, and then you also don't know how they're actually going to perform uh, when you have, you know, guys, some guys don't perform as well when you're in a hotel for a couple of weeks at the start and then a couple of months by the time we get into it. And then the last part is like, okay, I thought the Lakers were trying to be better than other teams in the West, but they lose Avery Bradley. That dramatically changes how good they are and what their ceiling is and what they look like. So there is a lot of unknown there. Well, and and two, think about this. How many teams are showing up going, we're not going to win a championship. We're just going to go here for a month and then we're out. And we're, you'll be able to tell right away the teams well, yeah, there's, there's, that are in it to win a championship. The teams are just saying, "Look, we're we're, we're only calling because I have to." No, no, and quite, no quite. To and 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 to your point, if you get down three games to none, like it's like let's let's get let's get out of here. You know, three games to one, like let's let's get out of here. Like let's let's. I understand that, but um, what what do you like about the? I like it's interesting. You know, TBT's going on, and four teams didn't even get to play in the tournament in Eberline Drive. That was a uh, that a team had a buy. They had one guy test positive, so they went home. I I think that the big question is going to be well, we, you know, we gotta, we gotta, will we guys to, will let's finish more on this coming up next. We got more on this coming up next, and a big tweet on Bubba Wallace Fox.